One of the first dark rides to open with Disneyland in 1955, and then opening in Magic Kingdom in 1971, this attraction became the subject of protest in the mid-90s. Unwilling to let the ride go quietly into the night, groups of fans petitioned to keep the doors open to this unlikely classic. Clocking in at a quick 98 seconds, it's the only ride in the park that will take you to hell and back. This week on Slice of Disney, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Welcome to Slice of Disney, an awesome Disney theme park podcast. I am your host, Kelly Washington, Disney-obsessed enthusiast and real-life Tinkerbell. And I'm your co-host, Will Lentz, occasional Disney-goer and a judge that's going to send you to hell. Oh, no, that's not very nice. I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm not actually. I only took the LSAT. I didn't actually go to law school. Well, today we're going to talk, as we said, about Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Yeah, but a little programming note... Uh, In that vein, um, we're in a spooky month, so we're going to cover spooky things. It is October, and though I would say this movie is not very spooky, the dark ride is. Um, As we said in the intro, it literally takes you to hell. Yeah, it's a very weird ride. Yeah, so we wanted to make October a very fun and spooky month. Yeah, and so like we got a we got a couple of cool episodes coming up, but we wanted to cover some of the like darker, uh, scarier aspects of Disneyland, and um, you know what, what's scarier than going to hell? What's scarier than Mister Toad's Wild Ride? It's a weird ride, and you uh, literally <laughs> die in the ride. <laughs> yeah, but we'll get to all that before we do. We brought it up last week, and it's just been weighing really heavily on my heart. I love the cast members so much and I just obviously I love Disney and get very geeked about Disney but I'm pretty disappointed in how they handled this and I my heart just goes out to everyone who's lost their job and given so much love to this company and it just it, it breaks my heart yeah and I think it's uh it's I think it's definitely fair for us to comment on it because, you know, if we can't hold Disney accountable um, for stuff like this, then when they do stuff that we disagree with, then it just makes um, everything that we do agree with seem uh, hollow or seem shallow. Yeah. So, I mean, this it, it sucks. And, you know, I wish that they would. They've got a lot of money. I think they can find a way to make this kind of stuff happen better. But, you know, uh, hopefully they do. Uh, that's all we can do is hope. I mean, as we record this podcast and we discuss all the Disney, you know, wonderful things, I just had I had to say something again just because I, I really, it breaks my heart. And for any cast members listening, you guys really do make the park the experience that it is. You're why we are making this podcast because I don't think that Disney would impact me the way that it has if it weren't for all the cast members. And yeah, it's pretty crazy too because it's like they're not replaceable. Like it's not like no. you can just take twenty eight thousand people that are steeped in the Disney lore and just replace them with another twenty eight thousand people that are going to be no. Like these people like have lasting impacts on on the people that on their guests that visit the parks. So yeah, I hope that Disney recognizes that and and um, makes amends in some yes. ways. But writes this I, wrong. Yeah, but with that said. Um, we do want to make sure that we're still bringing entertainment to those of you, you that can't go to the parks right now, um, ourselves included. Uh, and we're going to do that starting with Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Which it is quite a wild ride. I don't know if, are you guys ready to go on this ride with us? Because I don't know if I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, buckle up. Yeah, for an, a 90, what was it, 98 second ride? This leaves a lasting impression. Uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride is a dark ride attraction in Disneyland and used to be at Disney World as well. And it is loosely based on Disney's adaptation of Kenneth Graham's The Wind in the Willows, which is a novel from 1908 and also based on the animated short itself. So animated short being The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Yes. It's only half of the of the movie. If you look it up. Uh it's, it's the better half, though. It is the better half. We watched it last night. I had never seen the movie before. And 
I don't really feel like it helped me understand the ride that much more, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not not going to read our text exchange because they're not that interesting. But like most of them were like, what is this movie? Yeah, what, what are <laughs> what we watching? What is going on? <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. Um, we're going to start with the movie before we get into the ride because I think that this goes ahead and in, it's a very true to Disney, uh, true to Disney form story. This movie, we have these three animal friends. We have McBadger. We have a water rat. And we have Mole, who I think it's uh, referred to as Moley throughout most of the movie. Yeah. And they're, they're like friends of, uh, of Mr. Toad, but they're like the adult friends of Mr. Toad. Mr. Toad's a little wild. He's like, I love being on my horse, and I love going around and, and going real fast and stuff. And he um, must get a motor car. Well, that's what happens. He sees a motor car, and he's like, whoa, I've got one horse here, but there's that's like multiple horsepowers in that baby. Uh, I got to get on that and go crazy. Uh, He becomes like a drug addict almost for motor cars. In a way, this feels like a a story of addiction Um, because he has like motor madness. Don't they call it that? Yeah. And like he can't think of anything except for getting on this car. Um, There's some uh, sketchy events that happen that lead to him maybe stealing a car or maybe buying a car. Um, he it, yeah he kind of like buys a stolen car. <laughs> yeah, that's it. He kind of buys a stolen car from some sketchy people. He gets they're caught. weasels. They are weasels. Um, he gets caught, put in front of um, a judge, and his key witness turns on him. And we're like, no, Mister Winky, why would you do that? Because Mister Winky is the guy's name. Um, he right? owns a bar. He owns a bar, and that's probably why he did it. Did it. Um, <laughs> Mister Toad gets thrown in jail. Uh, and it seems like it's going to get real dark, and it does get pretty dark for a little bit. He gets rescued by his horse, as you would imagine, um, and then the cops find out. He's running away, and he says, I'm going to jump in the water to uh, to save myself from the cops. Uh, unfortunately, he drowns, or so we think. And then he shows up on Christmas Day at his friends' houses, <laughs> and they're like, oh, you're back. He's like, yeah. They find yeah. out. <laughs> they find out. Uh, how do they find out that Mr. Winky turned on him? I don't remember. The, it doesn't matter. They find out that yeah. Mr. Winky was in on it the whole time, and he was in league with the weasels. So really, it's not Mr. Toad's fault that they, he bought the stolen car. It was a setup. But the only way they can get this uh, his name cleared is if they get the deed back to Mr. Toad's house. And so then they go to Mr. Toad's house, and they end up in this big action fight scene where these weasels are throwing knives and axes Complete and more knives and axes, <laughs> and and our good guys are making little paper airplanes and throwing them around. Uh, I know it sounds crazy, but that's only because it is crazy. Yeah. Uh, they, they go through a secret tunnel and escape, and I don't remember how it ends. So that's the movie. Well, uh, just you, so you know, this glorious movie. We're actually celebrating its seventy-first anniversary. Yeah, like this week, right? Yeah, it was in like the last week or two. It's so that's crazy. pretty crazy. We didn't even know that until I started right. researching. So um, you can see why those texts between Kelly and I are like, what is going Now there's a horse who's dressed up like an old lady. It's a weird movie. But it, I will say it's a beautiful movie. It was. I actually enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. It has that old animation style that I just want to call out where it's like, which I think is really cool, which is like the background is like a painting. Um, and you see this with a lot of the old Disney movies, but they have like the animated cartoon on top of the painting. You see this like Pinocchio, a lot of these, a lot of these classics. And, you know, it's the first half of that double feature um, is the Mr. Toad one. And as crazy as it is, and I know I just spoiled it for you, uh, it's worth watching. It's good. Yeah, it is. It's fun. And it's only 25 minutes. So yeah, it's very quick. And, um, to get into where the, how that story even came to life, we're going to start before Disneyland. We're going to start after the wild success of Snow White. So Snow White was such a huge hit that Walt Disney was looking for another book to adapt into an animated feature. And he was pitched The Wind and the Willows. Walt decided to go ahead and purchase the rights in 1939. Uh, but unfortunately... Because of two box office failures, Pinocchio and Fantasia, Disney was set back a lot. I have to pause because 
I had no idea that those were failures. I think I knew that, but I had forgotten about it. I will say, um, I've gone back and recently watched Pinocchio, and it is not as good as Mr. Toad. That's, that, that is a, an equally weird movie that's longer, and uh, it's just and, and uncomfortable at times. A lot of, a lot of stereotypes. Uh, I think that Mr. Toad probably had some stereotypes, but they're a little bit harder for me to nail, so like, I, I can't really get upset about it. Uh, but someone that's smarter out there can tell me why it was offensive because you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't get over like, I don't know. I feel like Pinocchio gets so much love in the parks. It it has its own ride. <laughs> yeah, and I think that that ultimately is sort of what is so interesting about this ride is that Mr. Toad, it has like this cult following and it still is with the it, like with Disneyland specifically, it opened in 1955 and it's still there. But right. You know, I think the average person has probably yeah they, seen the, the movie, IP, yeah, right. The yeah, IP the IP is, feels lost. Just had to touch on that really quick. But also, a lot of animators were getting drafted at the beginning of World War II. So, and there was an animator strike, so it was kind of a mess. And then in October 1941, they decided they they were in a lot of debt, so they had to reach an ultimatum with Bank of America that they could take out a max loan of $3.5 million, but they had to finish all of the films they had already started, like The Wind in the Willows. That's interesting to me, again, because I... And they had to make money. Like, Bank of America's like, yes, you can have this money to make future movies, but you have to finish these first, and they have to make money. (laughs) I find that super interesting now to think about, like, one, Disney needing the loan, but then two, like the stipulations that come along with it. And it it, kind of makes sense because we've seen this with so many Disney things where they're like, oh, we have this idea, but uh, it was not going to come to fruition for another 15 years. And meanwhile, we're going to pick up 12 more products. So, (laughs) And that's what happens here. Um, Because basically at this time, Disney decided to focus more on shorts than on feature lengths. But they had to finish these feature lengths because Bank of America said so. And those those movies were Dumbo, Bambi, and... Wind in the Willows. They ended up having to shelve it, though, because Walt Disney just was not happy with the quality. He did not think it was very good. So, again, as Disney does, often just shelves things. I guess Bank of America said okay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's nothing in the uh, research about the uh, ultimate resolution of that agreement. Yeah, but. no. Uh, but then in 1946, production began again on The Wind in the Willows, but the runtime had been reduced to 25 minutes. Yeah. But then it got shelved again. <laughs> because that's like in typical Disney fashion. For some reason, these kind of things always happen. Um, and so more layoffs happened. Boo. And now it was time to try and find another film to package it with. Because they were like, okay, it's only 25 minutes. We have to release it with something else. Right. It was going to be packaged with Mickey and the Beanstalk and an original Raw Doll uh, story the gremlins but then the gremlins was never made and mickey the beanstalk like became its own thing so they were kind of like okay we don't know what to do 10 years after he bought the rights because that's how long things typically take mm-hmm. in 1949 the film finally premiered as the adventures of ichabod and mr toad and ichabod if you uh are familiar with those types of stories is the Headless Horseman. I mean, he is not, but it's the story of the Headless Horseman. Yeah. Um, and I will tell you, it is not as good as the Mr. Toad movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because they tried to, you know, do more Headless Horseman stuff as we've talked, you know. Ooh, I don't know if we've actually gotten to that part of Haunted Mansion, but we will. <laughs> we haven't. Yeah. Uh, but Ooh. maybe we will this month. Who maybe. Ooh, spooky, okay, spooky. Stop it. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um. <laughs> you went into your, uh, what's it? Uh, you went into your Leota tombs there Ooh. for a second. Uh, <laughs> I love it so much. Um, but unlike Pinocchio and Fantasia, this was a huge critical and commercial success. Yeah, which is surprising. I mean, again. Because we uh, never hear about it now. Yeah, exactly. I, again, it's 25 minutes. Go watch it. I, I don't know if it'll help you understand the ride at all, but that's okay. Because now we're going to make this ride. Walt already knew from the get-go 
that this was going to be in the parks. That this would be one of his original three dark rides in Fantasyland, the land themed for him. That's one of the things that I think is so interesting is looking back, like retrospectively looking back, the three dark rides that were the were the crown jewels of Fantasyland are uh, Peter Pan, Snow White, and Mr. Toad. Uh, and it's like two of those, still huge. Anyone would recognize them. Um, and the, the third, the one we're talking about today, not as much. So it just continues that theme of like, what happened here? I only know Mr. Toad initially because of the ride, not because of the movie. Agreed, 100%. And just knowing like, oh, this is the weird ride at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how I know it. <laughs> but Walt was determined. He said, this is going to be in the opening of the parks. Yes. So they got to work. Um, of course, we have our Imagineers. We have Bill Martin, Ken Anderson, Claude Coates, and Robert A. Mady, names that you have heard before. Uh, mm-hmm. Ken Anderson and Claude Coates, I feel like deal. they were studio artists initially, and I feel like they had their hands in a lot of the original rides at Disney. And something I thought was interesting was that unlike the other rides in Fantasyland where they do just kind of walk you through the movie, we've talked about that before, or even like Monsters, Inc., we're like, yep. This is the movie. This is not like the movie. No, it's not. It is supposed to be more like scenes from the book. Right. With the book, which is also less less well-known than the movie, which isn't well-known. Right. So weird. I mean, you have a lot of the, the characters from the movie, and you recognize them, but still, like... What? And you're in a motor car. I mean, it's, it's, it, it's. That was the easiest part. You know, sometimes they had trouble coming up with ride vehicle ideas, but this one was like, oh, slam dunk. We have a motor car. <laughs> we got it. Yeah. Yeah. And so you are in a motor car. There's definitely like, I mean, look, you're not going to be like completely lost if you're on it and you've only seen the movie and haven't read the book, but you are going to be like, oh, I don't remember this part. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they went and just like Peter Pan, they built the entire ride in Burbank at their show buildings and then moved the entire ride over to Anaheim once it was ready. Um, Originally, the exterior was supposed to be like a Tudor-style home, like Toad Hall in the movie, but due to budgets, it was just this medieval fair exterior that matched the rest of Fantasyland until later. (laughs) And unlike Peter Pan or Snow White, this track was a lot more chaotic. There were a lot more twists and turns, and supposedly it was to avoid crashing into set pieces. <laughs> I'm like, okay. But it, it feels more like the chaotic energy of the film. you know. Okay, so that, that is a point that I wanted to bring up and I wanted to emphasize, which is the scenes aren't the same, um, but there's a familiarity between the movie and the ride in that the movie fits so much into those 25 minutes. There's oh, like, you, yeah. heard, you heard me go through it. Like it basically weasels, took you 25 minutes to tell it. Yeah, basically <laughs> did. And I'm going to slow it down and post. So it will take that long. Um, and, and there's so much frenetic energy within that movie that that feeling I think gets captured in the ride, even though there's different stuff going on, it, it does feel very similar. So despite the fact that you're not, you know, seeing the same beats of the story, it still has the same energy. And I think that that's a really cool aspect that I don't think you get on all the uh, on a lot of rides. Yeah, um, yeah. So I I think that's definitely worth being like you guys did a good job capturing that. They did a good job of that. They also did a good job. All of the rides at in Fantasyland initially, you're the character. You didn't see Snow White, you didn't see Peter Pan, and you didn't see Mr. Toad. But for some reason, the Mr. Toad one came across much clearer than the other ones. People were able to tell, I, you're supposed to be Mr. Toad. I have a theory behind Ooh. that. Okay, my tell me. Theory, my theory is, um, if I go on a Peter Pan ride, I'm going to be like, you know what I know about Peter Pan? It's that guy. Looks like Peter Pan. That's who it is. I'm going to look for him. I don't see him. That's weird. Mr. Toad, it's like... I don't. I don't really remember what Mr. Toad looks like because <laughs> I don't know this IP <laughs> that well. So, uh, well, maybe I that's guess. that's true now. But I'm sure back in the 50s I when know, this I opened, know. people did know it. Um, but it is, you know, they understood that we are supposed to be going on this wacky vehicle escapade as ourselves, but like as Mr. Toad. Right. 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 
And I don't, I think that's so weird. Like guests were like, oh, this one makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Of all the, of all the rides to be like, yeah, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the original opened in 1955. It was a very, very basic ride. Like they used plywood a lot. Well, I mean, you know, that, that echoes too, sort of what that 1955 vibe was like. Because even, you know, Peter Pan, they didn't use plywood as much, but they had like tinfoil and balloons and stuff like <laughs> right. that. So like it was, they were they were doing the best with what they had. That's true. And, uh, you know, obviously with keeping in a budget and stuff, but it was very basic. Um, they've... Yeah, Bank of America wouldn't let them, <laughs> let them get plexiglass. They're like, nope, do it with plywood first. Get out first. of here. <laughs> Uh, I wonder if Bank of America is like the official bank of Disney. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to have to look it up. Uh, JP Morgan. Chase. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I should know that because I have a Disney credit card. That's why. I mean, I'm an idiot. Yeah. Well, you know. Uh, uh, so, it, and the ride remained this way for not too long. In 1961, they did do some updates. And then we had big updates in the 80s, but... You know, they at least updated stuff initially, giving it a fancier look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Fancy. It's so fancy. Uh, one of the things that I think was interesting as they were working on what to do for this ride, because again, we knew we were going to have Mr. Toad, but what was that going to look like? Is that Walt Disney, originally they had talked about doing it as a roller coaster, which honestly yes. makes sense. But Walt decided that a dark ride was better because a roller coaster might not be appropriate for young children and the elderly. Right, which <laughs> um, I'll let you, I'll let you say it. Yeah, so you die on the ride and go to hell. Much more appropriate for kids. I'm like questioning if I should be saying heck on the podcast. You know what I mean? Like, what? What are you thinking, Walt? I don't know. Uh, do you want to? Because this ride is so wacky, I think we should walk through it a little. Yeah, I think. It, yeah, sure. I think that makes sense. Uh, so first, the queue, very cool. The it's, queue is like one of the coolest queues I think I've seen. I mean, like it reminds me of um, the Peter Pan queue in Disney World that I've only seen on video in the way that it feels like it's putting you into the like movie set. Yeah, there's definitely it's very skinny because all of those fantasy land. Right. Cues are very tiny, but you get into the Tudor house. It's really nice. They updated it. I think it was 1983, and that's when you got this updated version. I think before it was a little bit more of a standard cue, but now it's pretty mm. cool. And there's like a statue of Mr. Toad. There's like a suit of armor. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, like stained glass windows. It's like it feels like you're in kind of an aristocratic uh, old manor. Um, get you yeah. in the mood <laughs> for a, for a <laughs> drive in the countryside for a crazy time. So you you board these fiberglass replicas of 1900s era one seat roadsters. Then guests are going to go and they're going to crash through the front door of Toad Hall. And it's very extravagant. As I said, it's a Tudor-style estate. Um, and then once you're inside, it's this very lavish, detailed mansion. And you do. You see this large stained glass um, window, and this is in the ride. Um, and before, your car suddenly does a quick U-turn, and you head inside towards a mural into an open living parlor. You're driving, in, you're driving through a house at this point. Which is so reckless. Yeah. Not Why? even, you know, <laughs> come on. I, I wouldn't even qualify that as wild. Yeah. I feel like reckless is right. Yeah. This is just too much, Toad. You deserve to be in jail. <laughs> and then there's going to be two miniature Toad-shaped suits of armors supported by a pedestal. And it's going to swing down and try and get ya. Yeah. But Scary. Then, and then you swerve to the left, and then you crash through a paneled wall, and you find yourself in total darkness. Spooky. Then you swerve through the black of the night, and you encounter a large mirror reflecting the vehicle's headlights, providing the illusion that you're having oncoming crash with another vehicle. And then it honks the motor car's horn. Then we're swerved and swung 
underneath an archway and we start going towards a mural of this like rustic cottage of ratty the water rat i can't believe he's a water rat <laughs> yeah he doesn't i don't remember him looking too much like a rat but no you know he was, um, a, cute, he was a cool slash cute looking rat i know he was a cutie and you look out and there's like this moonlit river and a fully sculpted boat dock in front the perfect then, place to stop park and enjoy the countryside for a little while guess what we're not gonna do that ah. oh because we're gonna swing around another bend and guests are gonna approach three-dimensional roadway you go to a twisted intersection at the center of a rural hamlet where there's gonna be signs of nonsensical places such as which they say this in the movie too worcestershire and not so sure <laughs> <laughs> and do you remember that, that. Oh, no i don't That's i thought it was cute and then guests are swerving down a narrow village street and then there's all these signs that say like turn back don't enter one way you'd think that this gave a good warning but nope we have no choice but to continue down a long straightaway eventually reaching the headlights of an oncoming vehicle in the darkness beyond the stretch is swerving we're swerving out of the way to avoid it. And now you're at a pier where there's like an old large ocean freighter. Thank goodness. Another good place to stop. <laughs> but instead, guests are going to advance over a series of bumps on the rough surface because it is unsafe. We should not be driving over here. And we approach the ends of the pier and then we are swung around. We're rammed through doors of the dockside warehouse, now racing between long, towering rows of crates and kegs and they have dynamite and blasting powder. Very dangerous things. Very dangerous. Yes. And then at the end, uh, there's going to be an exit door marked this way out. But guess what? That was a false exit. There's a stack of <laughs> barrels that topple down. And it's blocking the way out, forcing the motor car to instead turn around um, towards a solid brick wall before slamming straight into it. Because... That was the only other option, apparently. Sure. Now, we're on an English countryside, swerving rapidly through trees. It's and then, scarier here. Then, we enter a tunnel that has an archway that says RR Tunnel Number 13. RR, standing for Railroad. Wow! <laughs> I actually didn't pick up on that. No, um, okay. <laughs> and then, we're going to hear a locomotive, and we see the front headlight approaching us. And then we hear a noise because we collided into this railroad train. And now we're dead. And now it's darkness. But all of a sudden, we have this like demon face and this gaping mouth. And now we're in the jaws of hell. But don't worry. When you die, you go to hell. Yeah. <laughs> According to Disney. Apparently. <laughs> and guests pass under the demon's sharp teeth. And it says, welcome. Because they're welcoming us, at least. And there's going to be like... Uh, red hot stalagmites topped with like miniature devil little like horned devil guys and they're like hey, hey, hey. um and now we're back at the queue well, yeah, you, you go through you go through hell a little bit more and then it pulls you out out of it just a little like the last like 10 feet you're like back in the house so it's like like i think they the specifically were like you made it out it's like, I don't feel like you gave me enough of an exit point there. Yeah. Disney. Yeah, I got a lot of feelings about that part. I'm like, this is really messed up. Um, two things. One, how many times do you think you said the word swerve? Ooh, not enough. Okay, I'll try to count when I edit. <laughs> uh, two, that went on far longer than 98 seconds, which I think is very funny. Oh, that is funny. <laughs> 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 the movie and the ride, very short. Kelly and Will's explanations of the two, very long. Very long. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, it's just indicative of how much they fit in. Yeah, you know? it's true. You And they added stuff, like, uh, in 1961, like I said, they did, like, make a lot of technical improvements. And then they added some of the characters from the movie. They added Molly, Mac Badger, um, a human butler. They added Ratty in front of what was Ratty's home. I guess he wasn't there before. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and and we replaced the little devil horn devil guys that were just like painted plywood with actual little figurines. Okay. Very important. Yeah, it will upscale a little bit. Yeah. Um. So this was like 
uh, you know, a popular enough ride in Disneyland that it they, was uh, that years later they decided to take it to the Magic Kingdom, Disney yeah. World. Yeah, they said, "Hey, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride is a critically and commercial success." So <laughs> <laughs> I hope that they, every time they talk about it, they bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> so they they bring it over to Magic Kingdom, uh, and it opened October first, nineteen seventy one. But this was a moment where Disney really did learn. Hey, we did this ride, but we're going, but we're going to make this one a whole lot better. And they did. They really upped the ante, added way you know more. They added way newer sound effects. Way you know. Um, didn't they add like two tracks now? So they have like different cars. And yeah. at one point it's supposed to look like you're like going to run into each other and then ah, you turn around just in time. Yeah, they took the mirror idea from Mr. Toad, but instead we actually have the two cars that look like they're going to collide. Mm-hmm. There's two totally different tracks. So that's really fun because you could have two different ride experiences. Yeah. They also, like, they go through different parts of the house, and um, one of the other th- changes that they made was that in the Disney World one, um, the judge, who I referenced in the movie, is actually in this. I think he's in, in both, but in the Disney World one, he also appears, like, as a devil later on in the hell scene. Yeah, um, spooky. Which is, like, that's why the judge is a bad guy. That- yep. And they added the bar scene. Mm-hmm. So this one was... Even better. Like, had a huge following. And I don't know. I watched some of the ride through of it. And I was like, ooh, this one looks more fun. <laughs> I, I've watched the ride through too. And I mean, honestly, like, after learning a little bit more about this and watching the movie, I feel like this is the ride that I'm going to want to go on um, when I go back. So it's usually a ride that I go on, you know, to kill some time. Yeah. It's the line is not usually too, too long for the Fantasyland rides, but I have a new appreciation for sure. After yeah. learning all of this and still a little confused about the end, but that they went with it and apparently that's family friendly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when before they brought Mr. Toad to Disney, that wasn't the only thing that they thought about doing, though. They thought about doing a ride based on the Legends of Sleepy Hollow. They also thought about maybe doing a ride about Mary Poppins. But again, this was such a hit. They had to do it. This one, though was a little bit more of a thrill ride than the rest of the dark rides. I say that very, very gently, though. It's still a dark ride. There's no height restriction. You're fine. But like the the Disneyland one, it does move and swerve a lot. There you go. <laughs> well, it's just, yeah, it's just the aggressive implementation of the dark ride um, that makes it, you know, it's not... A thrill ride, but it's the thrill ride version of a dark ride. Right. Especially when you do add two cars and you have the moment. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, it's different scenes. You're getting completely different stories. But then there's one room where you're kind of like in a town square area. Mm-hmm. And that's when the two cars are both in the same room together. And then they continue on. Don't worry, though. They both, you both die the same way by getting <laughs> hit by a train. And you both go to hell, and those are the same scenes. So I'm really yeah. glad we kept that consistent. <laughs> Just goes to show, doesn't matter what you do in your life. I, it's all, it ends the same. Jeez, it's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> now, now that we're in Disney World, there's a lot of interesting scandals that go on. Our dear friend Michael Eisner was in charge. Don't worry. <laughs> so in '94, we said goodbye to a. Very iconic ride, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, with absolutely no warning. They originally said they were just doing some routine maintenance. Um, It was a very expensive ride to uh, maintain, and it had a pretty low turnover rate because the ride was pretty long. You can only fit so many people in these submarines. So they decided to shut it down and that they were going to replace it, but they gave no warning, which really upset Disney goers, with obvious reason. I mean... If they just randomly were like, yeah, we're never opening Haunted Mansion again, I would be furious. I would I would say bye. I'm not a fan anymore. We would shut this. Actually, it would become Slice of Universal. <laughs> Uh-oh. That's how you know I've really gone to the dark side. Exactly. <laughs> Anything's possible. It's Halloween. Um, so then they decided that Michael Eisner is making a ton of changes in the 90s because, again, we wanted to get the older crowd and... 
And because his son was like, I'm unimpressed. He's like, oh, we'll change everything. Yeah, basically. His, you know, son who came to all the boardroom meetings. Uh Um, (laughs) So Michael Eisner tried to do the right thing by giving a heads up that Mr. Toad was going to leave. He did not really learn from his first incident with 20,000 Leagues because he gave like a week notice. And everyone's like, are you kidding me? Like it was rumored that maybe it was going to shut down. But like once it was actually going to shut down, he gave him a week. But during this rumored time, people were so upset about it closing. These people held protests in and outside of the parks. There's like cool shirts. I wish I could find. I wish I had one of those shirts. There's posters. I know, right? There's this one poster. uh, I'm going to try my best to describe it. It says, tell Pooh to go to hell. And then it's Pooh Bear running away with his little, you know, pot of honey being chased by one of those like horned devil guys. Yeah. I'm like, and that's that's because they were the rumor was that they were going to replace it with the Winnie the Pooh ride. It wasn't just a random like, you know what? <laughs> Screw that guy. <laughs> and these like I thought that these posters, I was like, Jesus, these are a little intense. They're a little aggressive. Yeah. It's a Disney ride. I do wonder, though, like, was this a favorite ride of people? Like, I mean, I think I feel like it's one of those things that, like, wasn't probably anybody's absolute favorite ride. I'm sure it was some people's, but wasn't the majority of the protesters favorite rides. But one of those ones where it's like it feels so iconic. It's been here for so long. And it like it's so kind of weird and niche uh, that I don't want it to go like find something else to replace. Yeah, I think that there's two different types of Disney people here. Yes, I think this there are people that this is their this is their haunted mansion, this is their holy mm-hmm. grail. Yeah. And then there is just people who hate Disney change. Yeah, that's true too. We uh we talked have, about those. We, yeah, people just hate when changes happen. I can sometimes be one of those people, so I get it. Uh, but I do think for the most part when they're making improvements, they're usually for the better. Yeah, and and I will also say like you know, I, I, I mentioned that we were going to be covering this ride to some of my friends. And uh, one of them was like, I know that was still there. Um, maybe they should replace it with like a Doctor Strange weird uh, time trip or Oof, something. Get out of here. It was thrown as like, yeah, it was definitely thrown as like a, an offhanded joke. But then, I, but it maybe was like, I was like, no, I would hate it if they replaced this with Marvel. Like, because I do think there is something to it, too, where it's like, I get so much Marvel or I get so much Winnie the Pooh or whatever it might be. There's only one Mr. Toad thing out here for me to really consume True. anymore. So let's hold on to it. Yes. I also like that they've kept the originals um, of yeah. the of the original Disney classics. They've added a lot of projections and some like technological advances in most of the rides in Fantasyland. They have not done that yet for Mr. Toad. That's so true. I'm curious what they'll do. I think if updating anything. is fine. But um, yeah. but. Getting back to uh, Walt Disney World, the rumors were true, and in 1998, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride closed its doors to welcome the mini adventures of Winnie the Pooh, which opened in June 4th, 1999. I'm not going to lie. I freaking love Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, I don't know if I've been on that one. So. Oh, what? You've definitely been on it with I me. I think I've been I on always... the Disneyland one. Yeah. They're the same. Gotcha. Pretty much. Cool. I mean, most importantly, I freaking love that ride. I think it's awesome. I That is like a, I go to pretty much every time. So uh, we'll get to that ride. It's not for spookies, though. <laughs> well, I don't this, know. There's like one weird trip scene, right? Oh, yeah. The Humphalumps and Woozles scene. Yeah, that is really trippy. Okay. But yeah, that's definitely not a, that's not in our Halloween plan. So No. I I, th- I just can't get over that they were like protesters hanging out outside the ride. Like, no. And it's like you know a group of like 10 15 people can you think about like remember remember the 90s you were young i was young not as young as you but back (laughs) then it was like i mean that's the kind of stuff people protested about i guess nowadays we got a lot more serious protests but back then oh true if i was disney though it's like you paid for a ticket to get in here i don't care (laughs) totally i'm sure they they didn't i'm sure they probably enjoyed it you know yeah it's like people being passionate about something Right. They said they had to hire extra security and all that kind of stuff, but that the protesters were very nice. You know, of course. They're, very they're friendly. Disney fans. Yeah, the they're the right? Disney protesters. Right, like, right, right. So much of the Walt Disney World version inspired a lot of changes in 1983 to the California ride. So we got a lot of updates. We got a lot of the scenes that were featured in the Disney World version, and then they brought that over here. And so now... 
a lot of the changes that were made then are what you see today. It's the same ride. It's, Except they don't have the like they don't have the split tracks, right? No. I mean, yeah. we just don't have the space like that. Exactly. The show yeah. I know the show building was extended through something at some point. It got a little bigger, but but it's not enough to add on like a whole No. I wish it section. did because I really I'm upset that I don't think I ever went on the Disney World version. Yeah. No, I mean not, I mean me too. It seems like it would have been fun, but Yeah, I like when rides have two different sides. I think that's really fun. One thing though that I found that I thought was interesting is like uh, there seems to be like a good amount of hidden Mickey's on this ride. Yeah. Like it's always interesting to me when like some of the smaller rides have like a ton of reported hidden Mickey's. And yeah. Maybe, I mean, in you know, ninety-eight I... seconds, they filled a good amount. <laughs> exactly. I guess it's been around since nineteen fifty-five, so they've had plenty of time to go in and add extra stuff if they're bored. But they've definitely added stuff in after the refurbishments. Um, so we'll go through some of them. So. On the large statue of Mr. Toad, on the left of the inside entrance of the queue, which I mentioned that little statue, there's a tiny red blotches can be seen in the lower part of both corneas. Of his, of his pupils? Yeah. That's cool. And both splotches resemble a classic hidden Mickey, but the one in Mr. Toad's left eye, as you're facing the statue, it's on his right, is more convincing. Mm, okay. And I definitely, I have seen that one because the statue's like right there in the queue. Yeah, gotta look Kid. at something. Yeah, but I wouldn't touch it. I feel like it's very dirty. Okay. I didn't <laughs> assume you would. <laughs> I, was like, I assumed you wouldn't touch it. I don't know. Felt important. <laughs> Getting real defensive all of a sudden. <laughs> Another one is at the beginning of the ride. On the third set of doors that the cars drive through, you'll see the head and ears of a tiny dark Mickey. In the right door's lower left panel... In the bottom leftmost triangle of stained glass. It's very hard to spot. I've seen pictures of that one. Um, it does seem like it would be tough to see if you're there, like if you're going through or whatever. But uh, if you look at the pictures, it's very, I mean, it's very. It is a hidden Mickey. A hidden yeah. Mickey. Yeah. The next one is in Mr. Winky's pub. So then this would have come. Mr. Winky. Mr. Winky. No, bad Mr. Winky. Yeah, but. He's a bad true. guy. Yeah. And how do you not, from the beginning, you should know he's a bad guy. Look at that smile. Like, mm. that, that's a sketchy looking smile. <laughs> Never trust someone that owns a bar. <laughs> or that, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> in Mr. Never, Winky's... Sa- Never trust someone in a kid's movie that uh, deals in vices. Oh, there you go. That's a, that's a good answer. I mean, we see that in Pinocchio, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Pleasure Island. That's just the name alone should tell you. Eh, this is some yeah, sums up. It's a weird, it's a weird movie. <laughs> In Mr. Winky's pub, about halfway through the ride, an upside down classic Mickey appears in the foam in the top left corner of the left mug, which is above oh. Winky's hands. Yeah. Because, you know, he's like flipping the mugs and stuff. Uh, and then there's a silhouette of, of Sherlock Holmes that can be found in the second floor window. It is... In the city room, the room with the fountain, just after you pass the bartender who spins the mugs. Once you leave the pub room, look directly to the left and up a little, and you'll see Sherlock. Though he is not a Disney character, still a hidden image. I think that's cool. I like when they when they do stuff like that. Obviously, when watching it, it feels like, I mean, it's an old English countryside. It feels kind of Sherlock Holmesy. Oh, definitely. So, yeah. I And it reminds me of The Great Mouse Detective as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Like they, they feel like they're in the same world that Mr. Toad probably lives in the same. Just down the street. Yep. Uh, and then now, because Mr. The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh took over Mr. Toad's Wild Ride in Disney World, there's going to be two places where we see Mr. Toad. So he is handing off the deed to his house to Owl. Mm-hmm. And then there's a moment where uh, Molly is hugging Pooh Bear. And then. You can see Mr. Toad in the Pet Cemetery at Haunted Mansion in Magic Kingdom. Yeah, Mr. Toad's actually pretty cool looking. Like, he's got a cool look to him in general. So it's yeah. one of those things that, like, when you see the statue of him in the Pet Cemetery, it's like, that's cool. Yeah, this cool little, like, uh, thing they put there. And I'd, yeah. I'd, like to see, I'd like to see him on more on more stuff. I know. I, I wish that there was, like, more merch and stuff with him on it. Yeah. There, you can also see uh, his, you can see Toad Hall in Storybook Land Canals, the oh, boat cool. ride. And I, it's like, you know, little miniatures, very cool. So there's a good amount of things to look for in this ride. 
seems that way. I mean, and it's in 98 seconds, so you better have quick eyes. Yeah, you better be looking. Nothing, no time to waste. As you know, you're going to be swerving and going crazy. So you have to really focus because that's how you have fun on rides. <laughs> we focus. We see everything. Yeah, you must pay um, attention. <laughs> speaking of having fun on rides. Yes. I think it's time to transition to my new favorite segment, Disney on Yelp. <gasps> Yay! <Yeah. laughs> this is always a surprise for me because I don't know what you're doing. So exactly. I love it. Um, this Yelp reviewer, his name is Matt F., uh, he's from Yonkers, New York, 84 friends on Yelp, 622 reviews, and over 1,370 photos. Wow. He gives this ride two out of five stars. Mm. His review, eh, period. Although I'll admit I know nothing of Mr. Toad or any stories associated with the character, I didn't feel I needed to, to attempt to enjoy the ride. After the ride... If my life depended on explaining the story for this ride, I'd be dead. (laughs) The animatronics and art were good, of course, but the story made no sense for someone unfamiliar with the character. And I will pause here and say, as evidenced by this uh, podcast, even if you're familiar with the character, it doesn't make a ton of sense. (laughs) (laughs) Back to Matt. As far as an actual ride, again, the design slash art slash animatronics were good as most things in Disneyland. Um, but compared to a large portion of rides, this seemed very dated. Thankfully, the line for this wasted time was short, but I had someone directly behind me that smelled so bad, (laughs) it was like his body didn't touch water in over a decade. Oh, oh no. Once inside the confining line space, it got worse. (laughs) Though I saved my nose and tried breathing through my mouth, it wasn't much change. I was only grateful once I was in the ride to get away from the smelly park goer. On a hot day, we're not done yet. On a hot day, some of the AC inside the ride felt good until you get to the hell portion, which is hot air. Understandable for the story and the effect, but that sucked on the way out. (laughs) If there is an avoidable ride in Disneyland, this is certainly in the top five. Oh, we didn't say number one. We said in the top five. It's in the top five of, vo- of avoidable rights. Thank you, Matt F. For yeah, that Matt review. F. That. I love that he's talking about a smelly park goer. Oh, oh my god! But two stars. It's not one. So oh. I don't like the one stars. I, I try to find something in the two or three range because um, those those complaints are usually a little bit more specific. One is usually like, Mah, it broke down," or "I thought there was gonna be pancakes." It's like, why would you think that? <laughs> So uh, if you see any good two or three star reviews, send them my way. Yes. I like this segment a lot. It's very funny. Thank you. I enjoy it. It's fun too. Um, But with that said, ready to get to our our usual closeout questions? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, So where does this ride fit in your day? You know, this is usually a midday or earlier in the day if I'm already in Disneyland but it's usually between like maybe I'm headed to Alice or something like that is this an every every time you go right no but it's pretty frequent yeah I mean it's definitely gonna for for whatever reason I mean I don't know when I'm gonna go next or when the park's gonna open but it it is made it onto the list of like I definitely want to ride it when I go when I go yeah because I haven't done it a ton but like now that I'm like oh I know more about it I really want to experience it now, after watching the movie and doing some research on it, I definitely am very excited to go on it again. I think What's that this. What's the queue? What's the wait usually like? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. You can keep. Going. Um, the wait is usually like fifteen minutes. It's not definitely very long. Manageable. Yeah, it. You know, on a hot day, it kind of sucks because you're outside for part of it. I don't know about the smart, the smelly park goer, but. <laughs> uh, but what if that was me? I know. I was like, oh my god, what if that was me? <laughs> um, um, okay, not, so yeah, the wait's not bad. Um, it's definitely a good in between one of the longer wait times. That and the carousel for me are, you know, you're not going to have much of a wait. It's going to be a fun time. Um, now that I know what some of the wacky zaniness of this ride means, I'm excited to go on it again. Yeah, um, me too. Uh, so you're on your way out of the park, and it's been a long day. You're passing by, and you see the wait time is 10 minutes. Are you delaying your exit to go on Mr. Toad's Wild Ride? Not for 10 minutes. Yeah. 
I think I think if it, like my my next time back I might because I do want to go on it, but it wouldn't be like yes. a, every time I'm going by it. Just an average Disney day, I'm not going to be like, oh, it's only ten minutes. Great. Um, right. I, like, I agree I'll just with make that. my ride back to L.A. more wild. <laughs> I will swerve out of the way of cars and trucks and not die by getting hit by a train. Exactly. I agree. Hmm. That will be my plan. Um, Okay. That that makes sense. That checks out. So last question. What would you change? I do think that I would update it a little bit more. Um, I I think adding some newer technology into it, how it really works with the other ones. I think with Alice, it's awesome. They did a really good job of like keeping the integrity and keeping that old feel of the classic dark ride, but just giving it a little bit of a spruce. And I feel like th- this could be really fun with some of those effects. Yeah, I think that that's good. I, I don't have a lot that I really want to change about the ride because I think it is so classic that it'd be fun to keep it. But but I but I agree with what you're saying there, like a, a, a refresh um, with some more digital technology or, or more of the updated technology would probably be nice. What I will say, though, and I think that this is something they could probably do, is the queue is pretty cool as is. Um, I'd like to see them lean into that a little bit more. You know, like like I mentioned with the Peter Pan kind of interactive uh, queue you get in Disney World. Yeah. Um, it might be cool to get some of that because it's already a cool queue. Just amp it up a little bit and this becomes like a... I do. I wish that Disneyland had more of the interactive queues like Disney World. Yeah. Yeah. It it really does help. And obviously, it keeps kids entertained. Right now, I know that because of COVID, they have a lot of that shut because obviously, they don't want people touching things. I agree with that. Uh, As we've already established, you are want to touch the armor. So let's keep (laughs) that stuff closed down for now. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to our first spooky episode. We're kind of more horrifying or whatever. Uh, our, <laughs> our first October uh, spooky month episode of Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Yeah, I hope you have an appreciation for this ride that you maybe didn't before. Go check the movie out. Let us yeah. know what you think. If you watch the movie, let us know. Yeah, you can reach out to us and let us know um, in a variety of ways. On social media, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Slice of Disney. On Twitter, Slice underscore of underscore Disney. You can email us at sliceofdisneypod at gmail.com. And make sure to like, rate, review, subscribe, and share with all of your friends. Not just one friend, not two friends, all of them. Yeah. That sounds like a good idea. That was Um, a spooky thing to say. (laughs) And in addition to the uh, Halloween episodes, we have some other cool, fun, exciting stuff that we're looking forward to sharing with you guys um, in the coming months. Yes, we're working hard, uh, growing our Slice of Disney World. Ooh, Slice of Disney World. (laughs) Hey, we'll get copyright infringement for that. I know. Whoops. (laughs) Cut that. Cut that. (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you for listening, and I hope you have a fabulous week. Okay, bye.